Welcome to the Wildly Balanced podcast. Wildly Balanced is your weekly permission slip to do business your way. Permission to bring more life into your work-life balance, set better boundaries and stick to them sustainably, release shame and let your wild side flow. Welcome back to another episode of Wildly Balanced. I'm super excited for our guest here today. Today we have Miss Kiara Mason. Kiara is a higher education professional, a traveler, a writer, a creative who has a passion for traveling, learning, growing, writing, all the things, who shares her passion through documenting her travels with both a blog and a podcast, both named Kiara Goes Global. So excited to have you here, Kiara. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that we're doing this. It's so fun to be here and get to know each other a little bit better and have a great chat. Yes, I'm super excited. I also love that you're from the Okanagan, right? Around this area. I'm currently in Salmon Arm, so back in my hometown. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I was there right now. I did grow up in the Okanagan, but currently I'm living out in Toronto, Ontario. Nice. I love having Canadian girls on the podcast. I feel like all of my recent guests have all been Canadians, mainly from like Ontario, which is super fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Always got to love supporting those Canadian creators, right? Yes. Amazing. I'm so excited to like get to know you. So can you tell us a little bit like who you are, what you do, what you're balancing, all that good stuff? Ooh, yes. So many good questions. I feel like I'm balancing so many things these days. So I do have a job working in higher education, as you mentioned. I am currently working at the University of Toronto. I used to work out in BC, so I actually made a big move out to Ontario just a few months ago. It's about six months ago now. So that's been something that I've been trying to balance out lately is just how the move has gone, things like that. I also travel a lot for work and in my personal time. So that's always a balancing act as well. Trying to find the balance between traveling and then having that stability at home. And I guess another thing that I really do is just being creative, kind of like yourself, Carly. So with the podcast that I have and my blog, and I'm also working on a book as well. And it's actually set to release in the spring of this year. So hopefully sometime within the next six months, which is really exciting and a very new adventure for me. So lots going on. And when I say it all like that at once, it sounds a little bit overwhelming. So there's always lots of different things that I'm balancing for sure. That's so fun. Can we dive into your book a little bit? Can you give us a scoop on like what it is or is it all secret until it comes out? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a sneak peek. I am doing some sudden kind of behind the scenes content for my email subscribers. So if anyone's interested in that, I am sending out kind of the behind the scenes only to those subscribers. But I'll give you a little sneak peek as well. So it is going to be a collection of poetry, which I'm super excited about. That's something I've written over, I guess, the past few years now. And so it's something that came together kind of naturally. So Yeah, I don't know if I can share too much more than that, but it's definitely going to be taking you on a journey kind of throughout the seasons, journeying through life, things like that. And so I think it will resonate for a lot of folks who have maybe had a difficult journey or maybe struggling with some mental health issues, wanting to explore that a little bit and yeah, or just wanting to find kind of their path in life. So that's the hope anyway. So I will leave it at that for now, but definitely very excited for it to be coming out soon. Ooh, I love that. I feel like 
that was not what I was expecting at all, which is super exciting because I've seen a lot of people like especially entrepreneurs in the industry doing books and it's all kind of like the self-help like memoir based shameless self promo. I'm also working on one. So that's like a fun thing that I'm doing when I feel inspired. But that's cool that it's like a poetry book to like document your poetry. I feel like it's also like since you have the blog too to kind of like release your self-help and like memory adventures. This is kind of like a different side of it. That's so fun. Yeah, so true. And that's so fun that you're working on your book too. You'll have to tell us a bit more about that. But yeah, for me, I mean, I guess I've done poetry a little bit in the background. I wouldn't say it's super traditional poetry. It's pretty free form, free flowing. But yeah, it's definitely going to be something different for me. So I'm very excited for that. But what is your book all about? Tell me more. Ooh, actually, it's funny that we're talking about this because a podcast episode drops today. It's going to be later today because my podcast producer just like there was a tech issue. So he's working it out. But it's actually going to be like five ways to write a book when you're not feeling like it. I talked with this really amazing woman. So I'm really excited for that. And I announced that I was like launching a book. So mine's going to be like similar to the premise of the podcast, but like in book form, <laughs> which is really fun. That is so exciting. I am going to have to listen to that episode because it sounds super interesting. And I've definitely been there when you don't feel like you want to write. <laughs> totally. Oh, it was such a good conversation. I can't wait for it to like launch. I've also been sitting on it for like a month when we recorded it. So I'm very excited that I get to see the world. I'm so curious. What inspired you to like start traveling and create your blog and your podcast? Oh, what a good question. This is kind of a fun story, I guess, kind of two different parts. So when I started traveling and then when I started the blog are kind of two different things, I would say, but they kind of led to each other. So I started traveling when I was pretty young, actually, when I was still in high school. My mom actually was a travel agent when she was younger. And so she always talks about how much fun she had on her travels. And I really wanted to go too. So my first time that I went abroad, I was in high school and it was for a school trip, which was a ton of fun. We went to Europe, we went to three different countries and I just absolutely fell in love. And so that was something that kind of kicked off that love for travel, I would say. I'm so, where'd you go? That's so fun. Uh, We went to Switzerland, Italy, and France. So that was kind of my first taste of it, which is very exciting. (laughs) Oh my God. What a trifecta of countries. That's so fun. Yes, absolutely. And Once I graduated from high school and I was going to university, I actually had a really big goal for myself was to actually go on an exchange. So I had actually thought about doing this when I was in high school, but I didn't feel quite ready to do it yet. But I knew that when I went to university, I really wanted to have the opportunity to go on an exchange and live somewhere different around the world. And so this actually leads to how the blog started as well. So I did wind up going on an exchange for one semester at the University of Manchester in England. And so this is actually when I started my blog because I started traveling so much around the UK and Europe that I wanted to write more about it and document my adventures. And that's where Kiara Goes Global kind of came from. Oh, that's so fun. I love that so much. I love that it all started like as a passion in high school and that your mom was able to like pass her passion down to you of like traveling. I also relate to that quite hard because I went on a school trip in high school. 
And that's how I fell in love with travel. No way. Where did you go? Yeah, I did a school trip as well. And we went to Prague and Amsterdam, which was so fun. So cool. Oh, my gosh. So fun. Those places. That's so amazing. That's so wow. I just so many synchronicities. That's awesome. So how long have you been doing the blog and the podcast then? as like a passion project. Yeah. So, oh, man, <laughs> I started the blog in 2016. So that's when I was on my exchange. So a long time ago. And then I started the podcast a couple of years ago because I had had the blog for about five years at that point, And I wanted to do something that was a little bit different. And so podcasting had started to become this really popular thing. And I thought it would be a good way to connect with maybe a different kind of audience. I think people these days are really busy and sometimes you might not have the time to sit down and read a whole blog post. So I thought podcasts were a really great way for people to maybe connect with me in a different kind of way. And so that's where the Kiara Goes Global podcast got started. And so I'm on the second season now of that, which is really exciting. And so talk about a lot of travel, lifestyle, well-being things over there as well. That's so fun. I can't wait. Also, shameless self-promo. I'm going to be on the podcast. We're doing a pot swap. So go check out Kiara Goes Global. Link will be in the show notes. Yeah, that sounds so great. I'm curious, like what your biggest kind of tips or hacks are or like what you've learned over the years of how you balance like traveling and your job? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Such a good question. I think that's probably one of the hardest questions out there is I think lots of people want to travel as much as they can. And it can be really difficult to balance it with work. I am quite lucky because I get actually get to travel for work in addition to traveling on my own. So that's really helpful for me to kind of nurture that side of myself that really wants to go and keep exploring. But I would just say, you know, using your vacation days, planning ahead of time. And for me, I really see traveling as something that's important to my well-being as well. It's kind of a nice, I don't know, I always see it as a time for reflection, a time to kind of reset yourself and just think about things in a different way when I go traveling. And so I think it's important to take breaks to do that and to allow for that space as well. Totally. That's so interesting. I feel like a lot of guests I've had on the podcast have been like self-employed kind of like entrepreneurs stuff, which is a cool side of it to see. But then it's also interesting seeing like your side of it where you have like the more traditional job and still kind of honoring that self, that side of you that loves to travel. Yeah, I'm definitely lucky that I kind of get to do both. So very exciting that it just has worked out that way. But of course, I'm I'm always wanting to travel more. (laughs) Is there somewhere that's like on your bucket list for next? Oh my goodness. So many places. Loaded question. I, yeah, like everywhere. I really want to go to South America. It's one of the only continents I haven't been to yet. So I'm really hoping to do a trip there soon, maybe later this year or early next year. We'll have to see. And another one that's very high up on my list is going to Japan. I would love to go. Everyone I talk to that has been to Japan has told me how amazing it is. So it's very high on my list as well. So hopefully I'll be able to get a chance to go explore sometime in the near future. Yeah. Tell me what's on your travel bucket list. Yeah. It's actually funny because my mom, because we're filming this in January and it was just like Christmas and my mom found these like bucket list journals 
for Christmas and she found it was like divine because there was three left in the store and it was like she got them for her me and my sister and we all got them for Christmas and we got to like fill them out um and it's like 101 bucket list items so it has like a place for you to list everything and then like pages where you can kind of elaborate on it of like when you did it who you were with what you felt kind of thing and my sister lives on Vancouver Island in Victoria so she's very into like hiking and backpack shout out Allie if you're listening I don't know if she listens to the pod but hers was all like hike this mountain like see this view go to this lake which is super fun or like camp here and then mine I filled it out with like 30 different things and it's literally like visit this country visit this country go explore here like go to Ireland and have a pint in a pub you know just like travely things so it was cool seeing that different side of things that is but so I think- cool. I love that. I love journaling, anything related to with journaling. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's so fun because it's also like 101 things. So I feel like I'm very much like if I get a sticker, I'm like, I will never stick this to anything because I can't commit, which is funny because I have tattoos, but I'm like, can't stick a sticker to anything. So if it was like 10 things or 20 things, I'd be like, well, I can't put this on my bucket list. Like it's not, it's not important enough, you know, but like 101 things I'm like, so just putting everything down. That's so true. Shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars. That's awesome. I should make a 101 bucket list. It's a good idea. Yeah, do it. This journal's really fun. But you could also do it like online or something and check them off. Yeah, my next travel is to Mexico, which is really fun. I'm going in like 10 days. Oh, which where is wild. Are you going? I was just um, here over Christmas break. It was awesome. Nice. I've never been, but me and a friend are starting in Cabo um, and she's coming with me for eight days, I think. And then I have a one-way ticket and no plan after that. So I'm really embracing my digital nomad side. I love that for you. That's going to be so fun. I have never been to Mexico either. And I just went this past Christmas with my family and we were in Cancun, which was very cool. But I just had another friend that went to Cabo and it looked amazing. So I'm sure you're going to have an amazing time. Oh, that's so good. I'm so excited. I literally have no idea what to expect. And I have the first, like she's planning the first eight days because it's like her vacation. And I'm like, sure, I'll go to like resorts and have nice pools and stuff, I guess, if I have to. And then I have like no idea what I'm doing after. Right. That's the way to do it. And sometimes those are the best trips when you don't really have a plan and you just kind of figure it out along the way. Totally. And just leaves room for fluidity. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's my next bucket list is like Mexico and then Costa Rica is really high on my list that I want to go to. So if you go to South America later this year, hit me up. We'll meet up in Costa Rica. Yes. Costa Rica sounds very cool. I would love to go there as well. Amazing. We'll make a plan. <laughs> Real. I'm holding you to that. Everyone I talk to, I'm like, sure, I'll meet you in like Brazil and Costa Rica. Perfect. Sounds good. Amazing. I'm very curious with all your travels, if there's like, like non-negotiables that you found that you need to like help you stay grounded when you travel. Oh, that is a good question. Non-negotiables. Well, this is, might sound a little bit silly, but sleep (laughs) is one of them. I think sometimes when people go away, they get so excited because they're somewhere new and they're like, oh, I don't want to miss out. I just have to stay up all night and get up really early. And unfortunately, my body just does not do very well on little sleep. So 
I would say that's something I prioritize. I'm like, okay, I can't get too crazy. Like I do actually have to sleep and just make sure that it's sustainable, right? Especially if I'm going for a long period of time. Another thing that I would say is pretty high up on that non-negotiable list is yeah, just finding those little ways to connect. Journaling, I mentioned, is something I do quite a bit. And so I try to bring that with me when I'm traveling. I always have good intentions. Whether or not I fill out the journal is maybe sometimes a different story, but I try to when I can because that's just a way of keeping myself grounded in my everyday life as well, even when I'm not traveling. So that's something I try to keep up to. Oh, I think those are so important and so underrated. Like, I feel like sleep is one of those things that's like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, you know, especially when you get somewhere, like I've gone traveling before and my body, if it's light out, my body's like, we have to be awake, you know? And as soon as it gets dark, it's like time to sleep. And it's like, my body doesn't, or I guess it does know, but like, it doesn't realize that it's like 2 a.m. for me when it's like midday wherever I'm traveling. I feel like that's so important. Yeah. Especially when you're changing time zones, right? It's, yeah, Mm -hmm. it can have a big impact on your body. Honestly, even when I just came back from BC because I was there for the winter break, even just coming back to Ontario, it's only a three hour time difference, but for some reason it hit my body pretty hard this time. And so it's definitely important to give yourself time to adjust and time for rest too. Totally. I feel like those three hour time zones hit different, like they hit harder than like the 12 hour ones. Yeah, it's crazy. And I was so surprised because I feel like usually it's not that bad, but this time in particular, it took a while. <laughs> Fair. That's so crazy. Yeah. I love that you talked about journaling and like staying grounded because that's something I've been trying to like hone into lately. Cause like, um, similar, I kind of spent the winter break, like traveling around a bit. I went to like Victoria and Whistler and all that in Vancouver before coming back here. And I'm about to like set off again for who knows how long. And it's one of those things of like, I feel very flustered when I'm traveling. And it's like, I will feel better. Like, like I'm back in my hometown. So I'm like, oh, once I get back to Salmon Arm and I can unpack a little, like I'll feel better. And it's like, if I keep chasing that kind of high of like, oh, I'll feel better once I settle down or like, it'll be better when it's just not sustainable and it's not healthy and it's not good. (laughs) So I'm trying to really focus in on like figuring out what my non-negotiables are and like what helps me stay grounded. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, I think being in the present moment really helps. and. I think there's so much travel anxiety too, especially for some folks who maybe don't travel as often. I think that comes up a lot. I still get a little bit like that on planes. So I have kind of like a pre, pre-flight ritual that I have been starting to do before kind of the plane takes off and that that helps me a little bit. So. Oh, I like that. I always feel like with planes and stuff and like going back to the sleep too, I get very like righteous about it being like, well, I'm only like... I'm 20, how old am I now? 26. And I'm like, I'm only 26. Like, I don't need to sleep before. Or like, why would I get a hotel at the airport for a long layover when I could like sleep in a chair in a terminal, you know? And it's like, no, because then I'm going to be alive when I get to the the destination rather than having to have like three full days of like travel hangover. Yes, absolutely. And I think it hits you more when you get older too. I'm like the same way now. I'm like, okay, I need to plan this out on the plane. So I'm sleeping at the right time. So it won't be as jet lagged when I get there, that sort of thing. I love it. Do you do like, do you travel solo or do you prefer like traveling in a group or kind of like, do you have any tips or hacks for that? 
as yeah, someone that's who's curious. I'm about to hop on a solo travel train. Yeah, great question. I actually do most of my travel solo, which I think is kind of sometimes like a hot topic, <laughs> traveling solo as a as a young female. But the majority of my travel I did when I was on my exchange was primarily by myself. So all in the UK and Europe. Uh, and then I travel for work, usually on my own as well. So the family vacation we had was actually an anomaly. And I was actually a little bit worried because I was like, I'm so used to traveling by myself now. It's going to be strange to do it in a group setting. So I think I'm kind of the opposite of most people in that way. But yeah, solo travel is definitely a vibe. Being able to do kind of your own thing on your own schedule has its perks. So I guess it just depends what you're looking for. Totally. That's so interesting. Hey you, are you interested in poetry and want to know even more about my story? I've just released my debut poetry collection entitled Blooming Poetry for Seasons of Change. You can visit my website for more information about launch events, celebrating my book, and to order your very own copy. Check it out at kiaragoesglobal.com. I've been very open about like, I'm an identical twin. So like, I have codependency with that of like, just have being together for our whole lives. And then like, when she moved, I like, chased this codependency in like my now partner, Chad, kind of thing. And lately, we've just spent two ish months apart, I think, for like the first time in our entire relationship, he's in Whistler, because he wanted to snowboard. And then I'm like, going traveling because that's what I wanted to do so instead of kind of like sacrificing for each other which we've done which is fine if we're doing that but like over the course of our relationship I feel like we've done that so much that it's like you know what you want to snowboard I want tropical so like see you in a couple months you know (laughs) and it's really interesting because I was always so confident that I never wanted to travel solo because I'm like I can't even I can't even live alone like I don't want to be traveling alone and in these like five or six weeks now I guess it's almost two months now almost two months that we've been apart I'm like god I love being alone like I love having the whole bed I love being able I've heard a lot of people being like yeah when you're traveling alone like you don't have to rely on anyone or you can like do whatever you want whenever you want and it's just things like that of like even when I was with like Chad and I lived together it was like I want to go on a walk do you want to come and it was like sure give me 20 minutes and it's like could have been walking for 20 minutes by now Yeah, that's so true. I definitely think it can be really scary to be by yourself, especially especially if it's something you're doing for the first time, right? And you're just trying it out and trying to navigate new things on your own. But I also see it as like a very empowering thing, especially when you're traveling solo, like to do that on your own. It is a lot, right? And so I think it's a really empowering experience. And yeah, just being able to go through that and like you said, make your own decisions definitely makes you feel empowered totally it's very interesting too because I've gone I've done trips with people like I went to Thailand a couple years ago with my then partner and like he planned everything everything he planned and I was just like "Woo, Thailand like take me to a beach you know and it was just like I really relied on him and I was like this like incoherent baby just following around being like "Woo, traveling you know and then I was like, I could never plan it, like, because he took all the responsibility. And I'm like, cool. And then later that year, my sister and I went to Europe for a couple months. And we did like a little backpacking trip while we were there. 
And it was like the same but role switch. So like I planned everything and she was just kind of like, woo, traveling, you know? And I feel like you kind of fall into that if you're traveling with people is like just to make it easier, someone kind of becomes like the leader and like plans the stuff so it doesn't get too confusing. And it's like the same thing happened when I went to Bali last year. It was like my friend Kiara, who I was traveling with, she planned everything. And we were just like, sure, tell us how much we owe you, you know? And it's just like somebody kind of took over. And it was interesting that you find that confidence with the traveling of like if you're planning it. And I feel like I'm excited to kind of experience that by myself. Yeah, it's so true. And I just had exactly what you're talking about, like the reverse, because I was not in charge for planning my family trip to Mexico, which was like new for me. So I got to be like, oh, yay, I'm traveling. I don't have to worry about anything which was great. So I think it definitely depends if you want to be taking the reins in the trip and doing things on your own, or if you want to sit back and let someone else plan it for you. So, so many different ways to travel. Would you say that you're more of a planner or a go with the flow type person? Ooh, I think it depends who I'm with. Like if I'm planning my own trip, like when I went to Whistler and Victoria and stuff, I was like, I'll do this on my own. Like, I don't need nobody. Make it myself kind of thing. And it was really good. But then, like, if there's somebody with me, like, when we went to Bali, my friend was basically, like, because she also works online. So she was like, hey, I'm thinking of going to Bali in a couple months. Should I book an Airbnb for three? And I was like, okay. Like, I guess, sure. Fuck it. Let's go, you know? And so in my eyes, it was kind of like, this is her trip. So, like, I'm just taking along. So, like, I'll let her plan it. So it's interesting. I feel like a good mix of both is fun, is good. Yeah, I agree. I'm definitely more of a planner, but sometimes there's certain situations where I'm like, okay, I just got to take a step back and go with the flow a little bit. So it was good practice for me this, this winter break for sure. Oh, I'm so glad. So glad. I'm curious in your years of traveling and traveling solo, is there like one thing that stands out to you that like you think everybody should experience once in their life? One thing that everyone should experience once in their lives. I mean, I would say just solo traveling in general. Like I think everyone should go on a solo trip at least once. I don't think it really matters where you go as much as just doing it. I think it's a really empowering experience and it has been, had a really, really big impact on me. And so I would say in general, just having the opportunity to travel by yourself, it sometimes is that once in a lifetime experience. So I would say that for sure. And then, I mean, in terms of places, there's so many places you could go. Like it would be hard for me to pick just one. Fair. That's so fair. I think that's a really good advice. I also find it so interesting because like I've traveled around BC a lot and like Canada and I see that differently than like traveling internationally. And I don't know why. I think I was talking to my friend about it the other day. And I was like, if I'm in BC, technically I'm traveling solo, but I'm like, it feels safer because my mom could come pick me up anywhere in like half a day. Yeah, that's definitely true. I do think that there are some additional layers when you're traveling internationally, but that is a good point. And I think it's always helpful to remind people that yeah, even if you're still in the same country, especially a country as big as Canada, you're still traveling and exploring somewhere new, right? And that's a big deal too. I just did, when I moved out to Ontario, I actually drove out here. And so I drove all the way from BC to Ontario 
which was a hell of an experience, but that was actually my first time being in like Manitoba and Saskatchewan. I was like, this is so cool. I love that. Why else would you be in Manitoba or Saskatchewan if not to drive through? Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's a new experience. And so I really liked that. So I definitely don't think we should say like, don't travel in Canada. That's important too. And even if within the same province, like you said, in BC, there's so many different areas of BC and same with Ontario too. So Canada definitely has a lot to see in and of itself. Totally. I'm curious how long that took, that drive, because that's far. It's far, yeah. I I want to say it was about five or six days. And I was traveling many hours a day. <laughs> yeah, that's like it five was or long. six days of nonstop driving. Yeah, pretty much. If I would do it again, which I probably won't, but I would recommend spreading it out more if you can. It would have been a lot more fun if I had taken my time a bit more. But fair. Yeah. fair. I've gone across Canada twice driving. And the first day we did... We did BC to like just outside of Toronto. I think we did three days, which is just constant driving. I don't think we stopped for more than like half an hour at a time. Yeah, that's intense. It it is definitely a long trip. That's for sure. You got to be prepared for a long road trip. (laughs) Totally. That was the first time it was three days, which would not recommend. And then the second time it was we did we did it in three weeks, which still did not feel like enough time. Yeah, I feel like that's the way to do it. Spread it out a little bit more. But yeah, would you say you're more of a road trip person or a flight type person? Ooh, lately, I am a flight person for sure. I have this like anxiety around cars, which I'm not a fan of lately that I'm working through. So like, I'd say a couple of years ago, I would definitely have been a road trip person. But lately, I'm a flight person, especially with the cheaper flights in Canada. I'm like, Yeah, I'll fly to Toronto for like 30 bucks. Yes, I'm trying to get in on those too. That is very exciting. Yeah, I would say I'm more of a flight person now as well. Maybe just because I'm flying more often. But I do still have anxiety about flying a little bit. But the pre-flight ritual is helpful. Amazing. I love it so much. I think my last question here is, is there any advice that you would give to someone? I know this podcast is all kind of advice based, but like, specifically I'm thinking like a woman in her 20s who's like wanting to take the leap and and travel you have like any advice for her yeah I my biggest advice is to just do it like I don't think it matters where you go how long you go I think you will be happy if you just go especially if it's something that you've never done and so that's always going to be my travel advice to people is just take the leap and and do it and I mean I have a strong feeling you will have an amazing time. Doesn't mean it's going to be sunshine and rainbows the whole time, but it will definitely be an adventure. I love it. I love it so much. Amazing. This was such a good conversation. I feel like it's time to kind of down. I'm very curious what your unpopular opinion is around travel or around anything we talked about, really. Like the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, I would say that... Sometimes solo travel, especially for women, can be seen as a little bit unsafe. And I would disagree. I do think that there's some places you might need to be more careful than others. But generally, I would say solo travel is a pretty safe thing to do as long as you're kind of looking out for yourself. So I know that can be kind of a hot topic sometimes, but I'm a big advocate of it. So don't be afraid. Just do it. I love it. 
That's such good advice. Yeah, I feel like solo travel as a woman just feels so like you will die, <laughs> you know, but it dep- you just go somewhere safe. Trust your instincts. Oh, yeah, that's definitely what I got with when I started going for the first time. My mother was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, it'll be fine. And I'm it was fine. So, And you're still here to tell the tale. Yeah, I'm still alive. So no worries, everyone. I love it. Amazing. Yeah, I think it's time for permission slips. So I'll go first to kind of give you a second to think about your permission slip. I think mine this week is going to be just to like hone in and really figure out what my non-negotiables are as a traveler, like what will make me feel grounded. Because I had this like, you know, like we went to Bali earlier this year and I'm like, ah, I'm so stressed out and like overworked and overwhelmed in Canada. But like, soon as I get to Bali, everything will be better. And like, it was a little better, but it's like, I'm still the same person doing the same job in a different country. So it's like, the location isn't going to change. I need to change. So I kind of like honed in a little bit to find my non-negotiables, but yeah, I need to dive deeper, do some journaling about it. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. What does your permission slip say this week? I think for me, I am giving myself permission to rest, which is something I'm always working on. (laughs) Sometimes it's easier than others. And I think this is something that you can do like when you're traveling or even when you're just at home. I think just giving yourself permission to take a step back and rest. I think it's very easy for us to get caught up in everything we feel like we're supposed to be doing, whether that's in our day-to-day lives or even when you're traveling, sometimes you feel like you need to be on the go or doing all the things all the time and maximizing your time there. But I really do think that rest is really important. And so I'm focusing on that. So good. So good. Start the new year off right. Well rested. Exactly. That's the hope. Yeah. Amazing. I know we talked about it a little bit, but where can our listeners find you online? Give us all the things. We'll have everything linked in the show notes. Oh, awesome. Yes. So my website would probably be the best place for you all to go. It's www.kiaragosglobal.com. It's got all the things there. You can listen to the podcast there. You can also listen to my podcast anywhere that podcasts are available. It's on all the platforms. Yeah. So that's a great place to connect with me. And then you can find me on social media at Kiara Goes Global. And sometimes I talk and post things on there too. Amazing. Go check her out. We'll have the link in the show notes. And while you're on Instagram, check out Wildly Dow Balanced because we post some cool stuff. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was great.